Uh, so I'd like to bring the Park and Rec um, board to order. It is uh, 6.36. Uh, roll call, could we start with you, Kathy? Kathy Fryermuth, Park and Rec. M.M. Upman, Park and Rec. Brian Peterson, Park and Rec. Suzanne Seeley, Park and Rec. Ashley Fuchs, Park and Rec. <coughs> Teresa Bender, City Park. Okay, so if you've had a chance to look at the agenda, um, would anyone like to add anything to the agenda? I, it, while you're thinking, I would like to add under uh, Roman numeral five, number seven, just a real quick reminder about the trunk or treat that's coming up in a couple weeks. Items in red. I'm seeing A, fat bikes, etc. Roman numeral five. Yes. Item a. number two. Number two is Nisa Larson. Yes. Okay. Right. So you have two contracts now. You have a contract for the five and AK, which is contained in your bag guide. And then you have a handout, which is the paddle <coughs> event. The handout um, I, is before you. I think we're speaking of different things. I, I was noticing at the end of October, I believe it was the 28th, Saturday is trunk or treat. Correct. And I just want to mention to remind people that it's coming up. Ma'am, were you working with Heidi on that? I, I'm going off the top of my head. Yeah, so but I know okay. we'll be out that weekend. So. Idea was leading that, and there were a couple of things that I know. Uh, Maybe you could speak to that one. Might be even more knowledgeable about that, yeah. Okay. Mostly, I just want uh, to trunk or treat. <coughs> trunk or treat. Trunk or treat. What would you like me to report? No, I'd like you to add it to the agenda. To it's number to agenda. seven under Roman numeral five. Anyone else like to add anything to the agenda? Mm -mm. Uh, could we get a motion to accept the agenda with the addition, please? I so move. Are you going to add a 5-8-K and paddle event? Yes, I thought that was because they were in red. I, I would read them, Chair. Um, so let's add to number two a five and eight K paddle event discussion. And under um, Roman numeral five, five number five, A fees uh, for our upcoming two skate nights. Which is I mean if we agree to that, could we then get a motion to add that stuff? I so move. Brian, thank you. Do we have a second? Second. Thank you, Ashley. Uh, there are no awards for presentations that I'm aware of, so moving right along, no public hearings. We can begin with 
uh, recap of Move In the Park, Brian? Uh, well, I think it was a success. We, we played a movie and we had people there. <laughs> okay. um, we had good weather. It was windy, which caused a little bit of problems towards the end, but uh, we just worked through it. Or accepted what we had. The screen kind of um, folded away from the frame a little bit during one of the big wind gusts. <coughs> and um, the only way to fix it fully was to, to stop the movie and uh, lower, the, lower the frame and then fix it and then set it back up again. So we uh, just kind of left it as it was and there was a small portion of the screen that wasn't available for a little bit, but uh, I think it was better than the alternative. Um, I don't recall how many people were there, but um, it was, um, I would say, um, an average attendance, whatever that would look like for number-wise. Um, so I was happy with that. Served popcorn and lemonade. And the movie, again, was a DC League of Super Pets. And thank you, Suzanne, for transporting the director <coughs> again this year. That's a yes. significant help. You're very welcome. Okay. Um, uh, number two is Miss Nissa Larson, who spoke last month uh, with con um, a recap of our 5K and 8K. copy email is that the most accurate up to date? Yes. <clears throat> Teresa, I don't suppose you could point out any discrepancies from the conversation we had last month. Were there additions to what we went over last month? <clears throat> There's some items in red on her contract that was Put in the placed in the packet. So it typically Nissa doesn't pull the Anoka County Regional Park trail permit. And that's something that city staff does. And then what has happened in the past is it's primarily been the city providing volunteers, which has been yourself and the Emmonsons. Um, and then at the very bottom, race organizer obligations. It says procure the event t-shirts, design artwork, and coordinate local art contests. Lonnie has been doing the majority of that, <coughs> along with the committee who chooses the winners. Yes. So I just wanted to make sure that you were aware that she has some items contained in her contract that she is not doing. I, one of the points that I recall was the volunteers that um, she can help with the volunteer effort, but at a cost. And so, you know, the more we can provide our own volunteers the better. Although I'd say that's a reasonable plan B if we don't 
have no volunteers. So, with her proposal for the paddle event, <coughs> I had some questions, and I there's an email before you that shows those questions. It's like page three. And so I said, assistant participant in volunteer uh, recruitment, what does this mean? So I have an understanding in case you question along with myself. And a couple pages after that, there are her responses in red. <coughs> and so her terminology in regards to assistant participant in volunteer recruitment is the marketing, implementing ideas, actions to generate involvement on both a participant and volunteer level, generate spectators and community awareness of the event. Which I think one of her main points was that if we can do this with enough advance notice, she can get the um, stuff in the running magazines and you know, get more participation and so forth and so on. Maybe could, instead of assisting winner participation and volunteer recruitment, we say additional marketing avenues or something because it's it, my interpretation is volunteer recruitment and I'm not sure what that definition would I believe it was recruiting volunteers for the event. But NISA? Yes. I may have misinterpreted her response. I think in part what she was saying is she could provide a few more people, but it would be at a cost, I think she said 45 and a quarter. Which, I mean, that's now a paid position, not a volunteer position. But I, I suspect what she was saying is she doesn't have access to volunteers necessarily. Which sort of puts the ball back in our court. Unless we, you know, I mean, I, it's if you are fine with it, I am. I don't make decisions. If you are fine with it in her contract, leave it in her contract the way she has it written, and that's for your consideration. <clears throat> so this is is this being brought to us today to um, prove or deny it or and or make modifications to it? Is that correct? Why it's here. So it's, it's more than an FYI for us. It's it's an action to take. Um, I I think the proposal for the 5K and 8K, and <coughs> I Suzanne, I think Heidi has spoken with her, and she would like to get the marketing started in the running magazine, so that at least runners are aware that the event is happening and the date and registration is being taken. Which I think was the end of September, but I believe she had that date from meeting with us. She was given the go-ahead yeah, right. if she needed to get info right. 
and I provided her with a, a photo from last year's run so that she could include that also. Um, I have no doubt that this is a fair and honest price for what is included in this contract. Um, however, I do have a hard time um, rationalizing uh, a $2,000 expenditure for this particular event. So you are talking about the paddle. The paddle, yes, thank you. Yes, it's, it's the one that I have in my, my hand, sorry. Um, I realize there's two different ones kind of on the table right now. Um, I, if you had an opportunity to review my email, I did ask her why it was more. And she said, as this event is in the grow development stage, there will be more hours, resources required on this event. There are additional considerations, resources required to put on an event that takes place in water. Once established, this event could be priced similar to the running event. Yeah, again, I, I, I have no doubt that with what she states is, is true and accurate. Um, and I would like to see it grow too. Um, I just don't know that... Is there a way to grow it a little more slowly? Grow it um, with less expenditures. This is a this is a zero sum event. We take in no money on this one versus the um, the run where we actually do have some income. We have a lot more people. Also, um, I, I don't even know if there is a larger appetite for this with even the perfect marketing I'm not sure that uh, it would get a huge response which was one of my questions as well because the race running has <coughs> lots of avenues already set up for marketing that's sort of self-evident but the paddle I'm not sure where you know she's going to be listing this or how if how we're going to get more people involved. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's sort of specific to Centerville, and I don't know that our citizens need the marketing. They know I it's think, there. I think that's a, 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 fair, a fair statement. Um, the way it's morphed this last year is that it went less of a race and more of a community event. Um, it'd be nice if we could get feedback from our community on whether that's what they want or not, but we've had fewer people um, this year than the previous year. And to formalize, you know, it's a very small number, I think we had six this last year. And of course I wasn't there this year. Um, I guess I'm, I'm part of what I'm saying, Brian, is I concur. I mean, I understand there's a lot to get an event up and running, but two grand is a lot of money, too, if, you know, we've sort of 
maybe you know, maybe I'm participation. I don't know where she, you know, I, I don't know where we would advertise other than that so far. Yeah, just having a chance to see this right now, I'm still trying to kind of get my mind wrapped around with what I think is, around my own opinions, I shall I'll say. Um, other than, I, I think it's, I do think it's a lot of money for this event. Again, I want to be very clear that I, I think what she's proposing to do and her fee for that, I think, is absolutely fair. Um, it's just, I'm not sure that if I'm ready to support this kind of an expenditure for for this particular event. Um, you know, I did notice that the one for the run is is $1,500. Um, we've done this event with her before. Um, um, my prior experience with with uh, with her and from what I've seen, and this is done. I have no issues with with that. Um, with spending $1,500 for that event. Um, again, I think it's a a very fair price for what she brings to the table and what she offers. There's a question. In the past event, how much has we, have we paid for both events? Or no. Okay. In, as it's sort of grown up, um, Pat really handled all of the race fees. Now Park Board member. Um, I do think I concur. I mean, to have Nissa coordinating that part of this event, I think, for what she's charging us, I think it's a very fair mm -hmm. price. Um, the paddle, initially, the paddle race was, well, it, it got a lot, of, a lot more people when it first started. I guess that's sort of why in my assumption is if Centerville citizens know that this is an event and they're not signing up for it. Maybe that's our indication that we leave it as a fun event and not a race and not worry so much about advertising it. Yeah, I think there's a medium in there or a compromise. I think that it would be nice to do a little more uh, advertisement. Um, but I guess also to say that um, I don't know that we really need to spread out to this event beyond our community much, much more. Um, what is our, what is our goal? I mean, if we're not charging for any of this. Um, even the running race, we don't make any money off of it. So uh, if our goal is to make money, we're not going to make a lot of money either way. Um, if it's just to bring the community together for a fun event, then I'm not sure that we need to put all these resources that uh, this proposal has in it into the event. Um, things such as uh, chip timing, um, you know, uh, she made a very good point about bringing some different excitement to, to the event, having chips. I, I, I agree with that. Um, whether it's worth, um, I think, $300, that's a, that's a different question for me. I don't think I'm not sure that it brings $300 worth of excitement to the to the event. And again, I think it's a very fair price for what for what she's 
offering with the chip timing. Let me ask, what is chip timing? Is that putting chip on the shoes? Yeah. To indicate when they cross <coughs> on the time. Yep, and she'll put one on in every every vessel, and I'm sure that there's um, some challenges to using chip timing on the water. So I, I again, I think it's a very fair price for that. But, you know, the uh, with with runners, they're looking at more exact timing for for multiple races, and I don't think that's the case here with the with the paddle race. Um, nor do we have uh, photo finishes that mm -hmm. we can't figure out with a, a glance who who won. So if I'm hearing you correctly, you, you like the paddle race, but you don't think it needs to be as officially run? Yes, and in fact I have more passion for the paddle race than I do for the run. Um, but yet I'm still not sure that this is worth us investing uh, $2,000 into it. Yeah, I concur. I mean, personally, um, I like the paddle race. I think if it's just the people who want to paddle, that's okay, but I don't think Dividing, I think there was a half a dozen this past year. I mean, our numbers went down a little bit. Well, that's a, per per person. That's a lot of um, investment, mm -hmm. and I, I don't know that that's the best use of our two thousand. Yeah, but that's two thousand plus the three hundred, isn't it? Well, the three hundred I think is the chip timing. It I, is, I but it's still. 2,000 plus 300, I mean... The chip timing for <clears throat> runners, I think, is more important because they're trying to qualify for other races well, yeah. in the state and the region. Yeah. Um, but I'm just saying specifically for the paddling, yeah. uh, keeping it a social event, I think, would be just fine, personally. Uh, remember earlier on when we were thinking about providing the timing? And we talked about it will you know, attract professional runners, you know, coming and lobby. I can't remember if we had mentioned about charging for participants or runners for, you know, this because we are making it a little bit more formalized. I can't remember um, when it was in the previous meeting minutes if we had thought about the idea of if we go down this path, bringing a professional and standardize it, get everything calibrated, that we will charge participants. Do you remember something like that? I'm not sure what you... Yeah, I can look through um, the previous notes to see. The thought process there is that if we are, you know, we will be spending 1500 and things like that, I guess when you say no charge, so far participants just comes in. There's no charge to it. Should we consider charging or no? Oh, no, we are. I'll just make sure I'm understanding. We mm -hmm. aren't separating the charge for the running portion versus From the, the paddling portion. I was talking about the, the running, not the paddling. Well, I think that's two separate charges. We, we, we do charge the running, is that the... Is we do? We do charge the running? Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Right. yeah. Okay, so I was looking at the running one. On the, yeah, so there's the running um, contract right here, and then there's the paddle events, right? 
Yeah. So this one, okay. So yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a charge, charge, for, charge for, the, for the race. I don't recall what, do you recall a fee last year for a run? This, her... No, I'm sorry, the individual runner. The runner? 25? I was going to say 35. Maybe it was 35, 25, or 35. That's good, yeah. That range is good enough. It's acceptable in the running world. We'll put it that way. It's not exceptionally high. No. So. Yeah, I, I okay. I don't think some of the the people who are on our paddling event would pay twenty five dollars to, to paddle. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. This one I could understand the paddle. Yeah, yeah. Right, it only just scratch the surface of that of that two thousand dollar fee. Um, well, one of the things that you could do is you could Brian, being that you were working with Nessa, you could continue to work with her. Yeah. The committee is not ready to consider the submitted contract. You can brainstorm a little bit. I would assume you could probably a la carte or remove items that maybe would not like her to spend time on. But you surely could review and make consideration in regards to her 5k 8k proposal yeah i mean i think mm -hmm. i i think what the job she does on the 5k 8k is very appropriately priced and, yep. and more with it okay. and i'd like to um, suggest that we accept that and perhaps come back to looking <coughs> at how serious and how much money serious you want to put into the paddle portion and ask her to just sort of put that on hold. Okay. Makes a lot of sense. Formalize the, uh, uh, get around the contract for the 5K, 8K. Is that a motion, Emma? Okay. Are we all, is there, are we still having conversation? Uh, no, conversation I, I think it, it depends on how you'd like to state the motion. Okay, I, no, I, I didn't okay. want to cut off the, um, the yeah. discussion. So I will make a motion that we um, approve the contract for the um, with running venture for the 5 slash 8K and kids fun run as indicated. And suspend discussion or suspend uh, at least uh, suspend discussion for today on the paddle event contract. So separating the two. Separating the two. Yeah. That, that doesn't make sense. Two. Could we get a second, please? Second. So can we say table that twenty oh, table twenty table four yeah. paddle event proposal? Uh, before we vote, do we have any sense whether the um, the timing service is in addition to the race management uh, services? I, I assume it is, but um, it's written in such a way it's, it's not definitive. Do you know the answer to that, Teresa? I do not. Is it, is it 1800 or is it 1500? And the 300 Plus is part 300. of that. Yeah. That's the way I read it. It's a $300, where I read it, is a $300 minimum. 
Um, but it's it's four fifty per registrant. So if we we're paying at least three hundred dollars, if we have more, if we have enough racers to increase or to be more than three hundred dollars, it'll be that fee. Mm -hmm. That's the way I, that's the way I read it. Doing that in the bib, it looks like it's. Um, I don't believe it's additional, is the way I am okay. it. Because if you look at her run, she also talks about the same sort of timing. And uh, the race bib is 35 cents, and the finishing chip timing is 450. And you pay her the fee. We charge runner. It's not based off of runner fee. Do you know what I mean? Uh, kind of, but when you have a register, a registrant fee in here, um, kind of clouds it a little bit at the same time. So fifteen hundred dollars is charging for our race management services. Three hundred for chips. Yeah, that's that's mm -hmm. the way I read it. Three hundred additional. Yeah. Um, See if I can pull up a previous bill. Minimum of three hundred dollars additional. Mm -hmm. So each participant will pay four dollars and eighty-five cents. That's the chip fee, finish fee, and the rest bibs. And if that, if we have enough participants that make up above three hundred. Okay, so it is in addition. in addition. So if you take a peek, she has her contract fee, and then she charges additional for the bibs, the timing, volunteers. So I'm seeing at the, the bottom is like 2,028 bucks, 2,030 rounded for her to handle the race portion. It depends on how many participants you have. So she has charged for 70 bibs here and 68 timing services. Well, and I think her point is when she can get it into the running magazines and advertise, she felt pretty clear that she could pull in more people. If you don't make those deadlines, like the last part of September, people in the running community actually do map out their mm -hmm. their choice of races. They absolutely do. I, as a previous runner, they absolutely do. Okay. So what I, what I think is what she has outlined there to the totality, $2,030, is a fair price for her work to pull this together. It doesn't... It doesn't uh, and that separates from the paddle thing that we can discuss and figure out later. Okay, that answers my, my question. Okay, and then would you mind rephrasing just a little bit to capture what we, what we have right there? Yeah, mm -hmm. what we have upon. On the field. Just one, one, mm -hmm. one oh, question yeah, first. Go. I, I, she, I think this might hang answer. On, hang on, you okay. have a motion and a second on the floor. Okay. So, so we'll back are in. you okay with the motion? I think we were going to rephrase just, just a little bit. Okay. Kathy, are you okay if we mm -hmm. rephrase? 
Okay, we're so packing up then, just a hair. And then you would like to make a friendly amendment. I would like to make motion. the friendly amendment to the motion. Okay. And specifically with respect to the fee structure, acknowledging the fact that the 1500 will be the management service fee. And in addition, the timing fee will be per participants as stated by in the contract. Timing and bib. And bib, so timing and bib. And Kathy. The fee as stated by. Oh, is that the. <laughs> oh, okay, we've got MM firsting and Kathy seconding. Um, all in favor? So you're accept accepting, I'm accepting the, the friendly amendment. amendment. Keep us on track, please. Uh, I, uh, thank you. Every, uh, well, all in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? Then it would pass um, the motion. Okay. Um, we're down to number three, tree inventory. Which, um, Ashley, would you like to speak to this and maybe incorporate whatever comments you'd like from yeah. your tour? Yeah, I mean, what specifically are you looking for? Um, this is one very big step in the process of us understanding where our eight parks are with the trees, mm -hmm. the trees that are doing well, the trees that aren't doing well, and it's sort of the groundwork so that we can decide what, if anything, we'd like to put into our parks. I mean, rather specifically considering this emerald ash borer mm -hmm. um, situation that we're being forced to deal with. But this is just information. Yeah. I'm not asking you to yeah. verify the information, <laughs> but you have such background with yeah. um, this subject. I just thought. Yeah. Well, I thought it was really interesting to read through and get a look at the species. I didn't look into the notes too much. There looks like there's a little bit in terms of like stem wounds and some slight issues with trees. Um, but I did a count through and I think we have a total of like 28 different species. Wow. Which, wow. I mean, I think it's okay, but obviously a lot of them are ash. We have a lot of like silver maples. Um, but yeah, so I don't know, looking at it, it seemed pretty, pretty standard of Lewis. And I personally, having a history working in trees, would like to see more diversity, um, not only in the species itself, but also the sizes, because there's very few small stature trees in here, like crab apples, Almer maple, Japanese lilac. So and could then, you give us a little more of like small stature? Yeah, place? like a smaller, so um, compared to like our cottonwood, ash, um, our oaks, those can be quite tall, you know, 40 to 75, maybe 80 feet tall. Small stature tree being something that maybe reaches like 10 to 12, 15, 20 feet. We don't have very much of those. Um, just from looking at this. And we have a okay mix of like a medium size tree. It, is it 
Um, is it a true statement that a small stature tree might include more blossoming? Mm -hmm. I mean, because that's one thing I've sort of yeah. noticed in our parks is um, I don't even know that I, maybe I don't catch it at the right point in time, but I don't recall a lot of blossoming trees in the no. spring. No, and really the only ones on here are the Japanese tree lilacs and the um, the crab apples. Those are really the only ones that produce like flowers, which of course are good for like our pollinators and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, and there are plenty of other options out in the world. I didn't really go through putting together lists, but there are lots of options that are smaller stature that have like fruits and flowers and help pollinators and um, yeah, just diversify the spaces. So that was just one thing that I noticed looking through. I think I am not a tree expert by any means. I do know that thought has gone, individuals have thought about a fruit bearing tree and the remnants in the park mm -hmm. and is it near a place structure. Right. Then you will have the bees and so yes, there are advantages to those flowering mm -hmm. trees. Need yeah. to remember structure you yeah. know, structures well, that might I'm be around it. More on the yeah, outer edges, like yeah. acorn and, and lodge. And they're... And wherever, but on the outer edges, not in the middle. Because you're right, I mean, they drop stuff. Yeah, and there are some good options out there, too, of smaller to medium stature trees that don't have, um, like, a fruit that can maybe make places dirty or attract bees and all mm -hmm. that. So there's, like, ironwood you can plant that's a really hardy... Um, tree. It's kind of, in a lot of communities, it's planted where nothing else will do well and it's not really cared for. So there are some options that are really hardy too. And they just have like a little, they kind of look like a hop. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't get messy or dirty or anything like that. So there are options like that out there that could be explored. So, do we, thank you. Mm -hmm. Do we have any other comment on uh, tree inventory from so the purpose of this is more this is more FYI awareness of where we are today. This is the beginning of your <coughs> tree uh, plan. Yes, going okay. forward. And hopefully with input, <laughs> like what our options might be for certain locations. I fully concur. The more diversity, the uh, better the future outcome. Mm -hmm. And then what I have asked Paul to take from that list as to which trees mm -hmm. are going to need to be removed. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. What, what is the percentage of diversification that is needed for either the park to withstand you know, disease? I mean, it will change over time with what is that number, number of species that we need to consider? Um, so this has been, there's like kind of a standard out there, but there's a little controversy of like how strict should be. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing to keep in mind is some communities will do it by, like diversify by neighborhood or okay. the whole city. 
or maybe just like the parks to diversify. So we'd have to look at like what is our standard. Um, but uh, what's been used in the past is the 30-20-10 rule. So it's having no more than 30% of the same genus, having no more than 20% of your canopy as the same species, and having no more than 10% of the same cultivar or variety. Um, and the argument out there is maybe it should be a little more strict of like a 20-10-5, but that's kind of a good gauge to make sure, you know, with like emerald ash borer or new insect that it won't wipe out 50% of the canopy. Sure. So that's kind of the goal, but of course we need the standard of like, are we looking at the whole city or just our parks okay. or just this neighborhood, something like that. But obviously this inventory is just the park tree itself. And I, and I think our board really can only address the parks. I mean, sure. yep. once you go to neighborhoods and stuff, I don't think we have the authority to tell people what they should or shouldn't put in. But I do think we're the only entity who's thinking about these trees in the parks. So I'd like to continue to you know, try and be on top of it. But you know, I, it, um, as a kid, it was elm trees. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, there's been pine trees or coniferous trees that have had problems. Mm -hmm. I have heard, and I'm not the expert here, but um, someone said recently to me there's something with maple trees on the East Coast happening. Which, you know, I, I don't know that we can guess what's going to happen over 10, 20, 30 years. We but if to, we diversify, yeah. Yeah. we're improving our chances of not Being having out. meadows yeah. instead of forests. Right. And maybe yeah. another consideration to think of is I mean, if you're thinking about like insects or disease, there are like generalists. So like insects that will impact all sorts of different varieties, like Asian longhorn beetle will impact so many. Or there are diseases like Verticillium wilt, which will impact just a variety of different trees, maples being a very common one. And it is around and happening here. So it is maybe another consideration of like, you know, what diseases are around. Um, I did want to point out one more thing when it comes to diversity is not only thinking about species, mm -hmm. um, but thinking about age. Okay. So having older trees, some middle aged, some new mm -hmm. ones, um, and I guess my point here is like, oh, if we have a bunch of like older trees in an area, maybe start planting some younger trees now so they can kind of mm -hmm. take over once the other trees are has to do or falling apart or have disease or something. So that's a good example. Yeah. <laughs> the <here>. willow. <laughs> Hidden Spring is a good park for that mm -hmm. age diversity. It is. Yeah. Well that's a good point. I, I mean I really appreciate that because I haven't thought about it in mm -hmm. terms of young trees, middle trees and older trees. Mm -hmm. But I, I think you're right on. So it's a lot for us to keep in mind. I don't know that there's really emotion involved here other than recognition that we have our baseline okay. now. Okay. And as we move forward, um, we should, I guess, be bringing forward when we see issues. 
when I see dead trees that, you know, didn't make it. Are our ash trees being treated? Is that... They don't some. They don't think see see us. Right some here. are being treated. Some are being treated? Okay. I see the note that and says... And it's mm -hmm. noted on the spreadsheet. Oh, thank mm -hmm. you. I'm sorry for not seeing that. Mm -hmm. Right. My, my understanding, since I've had a lot of my own ash trees treated, is that rainbow, well, the standard, and I think this is industry standard, that if the canopy degradation is close to 30% or greater, they don't think the treatment's mm -hmm. going to be effective. So it has to be under that portion of the canopy that is noticeably impacted already. Uh, the, the emerald ash borer are there, they just haven't done as much damage. Right. And I'm just repeating what Rainbow told me. Once you start the injections, the, the stuff that the ash trees soak up kills the existing emerald ash in that tree. Mm -hmm. And then it's a matter of protection as you go forward so that mm -hmm. bugs that are looking for a new place to eat, don't decide to just come do your backyard mm -hmm. concept. So those trees that were, that fit into Rainbow's definition of being, hopefully being able to be saved, I think were the ones that they treated, which includes some city property back here and um, some, some along the boulevard, doesn't it? As well as in the parks? We did not treat any along the boulevards. They <coughs> were inventoried, though. Okay, okay. Well, not a part of your th That was going to be my public access managing that, correct? Or it's in their... It is in their inventory. It's in their, it's in their plans. Okay. So again, I mean, if we see degradation of trees in any of our parks, I, I mean, I think we should be bringing it forward to see you know, what we can do for a future nice-looking park. Okay. Is there any action for us on this, or is this just FYI? For right now, this is just FYI. Paul will be taking a look at He will be surveying all of the parks for anything he believes needs removing. So then you should have a nice clean slate to work with. So, so I wonder, I know we had some nice discussion and some ideas in terms of how do we diversify these and what does the future look like. Is there a potential guiding guideline document that says, okay, as we're looking forward in the park in the future? This is part of... This is the very the beginning, beginning of stage okay. of what you are putting together. together. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Thank you. So, guys, Paul working on that, right? Or who is working on that? This committee? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. It, it'll be a combination of Paul. Ashley's been a great okay. asset. Okay. Her knowledge is just wonderful. You have the first small step in where do you stand baseline now it's a matter of how would the committee like to go forward do you want to have your 30 20 10 
as a rule, do you want to specifically pick out species that you would like to see going forward age going forward you know are you going to do seedlings are you going to do nothing under two years old as a replacement those sorts of things need further consideration all right and then you know you can take that even a step further are you guys going to purchase 10 trees every single year is that going to be put into your budget? You're going to purchase 10 trees. Each park will get one. If you've lost one during that year, then that park gets two. Five. It's entirely up to you. It's your plan. And I'd like to have us think about that and maybe combine, look at that as a project, like we look at the race or any of our other you know, music in the parks or movie in the parks how we might want to look at that going forward and what we can, you know, afford to put towards that. But at, at this point, I think it's just informational. So, unless we have more to mention on that, we'll go on to pavilion bird nesting prevention. Is this a new program? <laughs> <laughs> the PBNP. Uh, Yes, the the gazebo or the park structure, the what do we call it? The gazebo is a fair word for it, is it? Pavilion. Pavilion, pavilion. that's what yeah, we sure. The pavilion at Lurie Lamont has um, bird poop all over the place. <laughs> it's it's terrible looking. And um, I've seen it for years, but it just struck me this last time that there's potentially some things we can do. I'd be curious to see what um, staff would have to say about this, but uh, this is a what um, Teresa pulled up here is a, it's a common one. Um, they're called um, bird spikes, and um, they're, they're common to me, but when I shared it with some others, there was some concern that it would be, be harmful. It's not harmful to the birds. It just prevents them from from nesting there, from landing there. It's, it's not meant to, to stab them or harm them um, or capture them. It's just a deterrent is all that it is. And they're basically put on flat spaces so that the birds don't land there. There's, without the flat space, they have no, no place to land. And uh, if they can't land there, if they can't build a nest there, that means that there's not going to be a um, poop problem underneath that, underneath that area. I've noticed it uh, is mainly, um, at that pavilion at least, the light structure is kind of larger than its than the surface that it's mounted to, so it's got a lip on the edge just big enough for the swallows to build to build some nests up there. Um, so this well, it looks like they could use that to even build their nest with though too. <laughs> I've read that the New York City pigeons have been doing that. They build onto these spiky things. Oh really? I, I, I don't know that. I just thought well, that was because I was I had heard something about that too, and they were showing where birds were still nesting on those things. They were actually including it in their nest. No, I'm sure that that has happened in the case, but you can see these are not very expensive, so it's um, not a <coughs> significant investment. Paul has suggested that we hang a couple owls, plastic owls, just to see if that would deter them okay. versus installation of 
something like this. I'd like to throw out a companion idea. And that is that maybe we could get, I don't know, some entity, maybe scouts or someone interested in making some hollow houses to have. Give them a different place besides the pavilion's nest. I think we should take them out of the rafters of the poop thing. But it would be nice if we could give them a Place. I assume they still have other places. I don't know where they normally nest in I mean, before pavilions, before structures, they were nesting someplace. Where do they, where do they nest? I don't usually see them in places other than man-made areas. Um, just, sure. a, just a concept. I don't know. have to pair up with I guess I would, uh, with the owl, I, I don't object to that. Mm -hmm. um, did he mention how he would, how and where he would mount that? He did not. Okay. It, it, it's a relatively inexpensive option. I have heard mixed reviews as far as success. I think it's worth a try because it's not too expensive. As always, I'm I'm open to any suggestions from Public Works. I mean, ultimately, they're the ones that. Are, are doing the work and have the experience, so um, I'm happy just to, to bring them the, the concern and see what they have to say about how it might be able to be addressed. How much do those holes run? I can't see the price on them. Two for 24.69. That's my point. I mean, I think we could try if that works great. I mean, the spiky things are probably going to be a bit more expensive, but mm -hmm. like the cheaper. Yeah. Do you think less expensive? Yeah, they're yeah. $8 for feedback. And how many of We wouldn't need many of those. Okay, so then it's just a matter of public works putting them up, right? Okay, well, we could and try that, that set right there would take care of the pavilion. Yeah. Is the nest behind the lighting? You mentioned the bulb. Lighting yeah, system. it's kind of on top of it. Uh, the, the, there's, the sail light is this big, and it's mounted to a spot that's this big. So above it, there's a little platform mm -hmm. just big enough for them to, to make a, a nest. And they don't need a lot of space because it's a lot of they use a lot of mud, so it's all it kind of sticks to the surface area. So it, they could almost make it on a flat surface because of the way they make their nests. So they, they don't need much space. Like at uh, my family's cabin. I'm within an inch ledge. Just making I'll be able to make a, a nest. Mm -hmm. They're not big birds. They don't need much space. They kind of, and they kind of pillow it out a little bit too. So it's not, a, it's not a normal nest. So if we have no other comments about this, Brian, would you like to make a motion? I, I'm not sure that it necessarily needs a motion. I'm if if. Um, Public Works has some ideas. I'm happy to to defer to them and let them <coughs> try it out at one of them and see if it works, and then you can put them at the other pavilions if you need to. Okay, could we just ask Paul if he could yeah. check out a couple options and try one? Absolutely. I told him since the I dollar amount so low on both. I did share Brian's okay. suggestion. Okay. 
Okay, so skate nights. Um, I've had a little <laughs> movement in this area, but just to refresh people's. Yeah, I believe we picked January 13th, which is a Saturday, and February 9th, which is a Friday. We, we established those dates a, few, a couple of months ago in order to get on, get the discussion going with Warhol. Um, they'd love to continue to work with us. Um, what they suggest, the they here, I was speaking with Todd, um, what he suggested is that, hold on a second, I want to make sure I got the dates right. Okay, off the top of my head, it was going to be the January one, the, the sleds and the, the kick sleds and the snowshoes. And then a blank, the blank being if we would like any kind of a, a nature program. I mean, we do have the warming house in, indoors. Um, I have not had a chance, Teresa, to read the email he sent. Do you, do you want to, can you fill us in on what anything Todd had suggested beyond the, the sleds and the um, the snowshoes. He had said maybe a winter nature scavenger hunt, a winter craft. It can either be outside or inside, depending on what the current weather situation is, or winter tracking, where the kids create tracks in the snow, acting out animal movements. And then he's also open to any ideas that the community might have. Okay, and I'd like to just clarify a little bit. What he's suggesting is instead of the fat bikes, which are on the February fat bike sleds and, and, and snowshoes, what he told me was it's the fat bikes that that's the expensive one, and the price can come down if we wanted to substitute something like a a program where they would supply the naturalist and present the program, be it indoors or out, in addition to the sleds and uh, the snowshoes. So educational program in winter? Well, just for a little variety. We've had the three, which includes the fat bikes, for a while now. Um, they are popular. Mm -hmm. so. Somewhat randomly, we picked the February date for the fat pikes. I mean, we can do anything we want. At this point, they're not scheduled, so if we want them in January, that's okay. And he was just saying you can bring the price down on one of those um, skate nights if it's a naturalist presenting a program. Now, that, you know, just for some pride, if nothing else, I think that might be nice. Just for clarification, are you saying we still get the fat tire, we bring a naturalist as well, but the price will be lower for the both combination of both? Let me, let me try this okay. again. Um, in January, randomly, I mean we could flip these dates sure. February and January, mm -hmm. but January was going to be the sleds and um, 
the snowshoes. And a third option, that's what I think he'd like to suggest or agree to, which would be one of his naturalists coming and doing whatever program we'd like. And then in February, we'd have our standard three, fat bikes, sleds, and not snowshoes. The February, I believe he said, I'm doing it off the top of my head, he said, but it was like 300. That's what has, it hasn't gone up any. That's what it has been. The program with the naturalist would actually be a little less if we dropped those fat bikes from one. So the only thing that will happen is the cost will go down, not up. If we don't like that idea, that's okay with him too. At this point, we have fat bikes both January and February. Up to us. Again, what, what we're trying for is to get on their schedule a little earlier sure. so we have more options to take from. Do we think the community will like it? Naturalist versus fat tire? <laughs> um, I don't know that we have to choose one or oh, the no. other, um, but my, my question on the, on the naturalist, I, I like the idea. I, I, mm -hmm. I truly do, but an honest question also is, um, are kids going to be interested in this? They've got sledding and skating, very active, mm -hmm. energetic activities, just like our, our, the kids in our community. Are they going to navigate to the naturalist at, at all? And again, it's not an objection to, to it. I'm just asking the question and seeing what others might, might think about that. I'm, bit torn myself too and at the same time that doesn't mean we couldn't just try either. Mm -hmm. I assume it's not a, a terribly expensive. How much is the naturalist? I, I, I don't think he mentioned the amount but it's less than fat pigs. And I don't think it was an either or. I think mm -hmm. the concept he was maybe going for is the naturalist would be in the warming house. Kids can come and go mm -hmm. if they choose. Okay. Yeah. It might be a coloring thing or sure. it might be ask the naturalist kind of thing or whatever we want. I'm glad you mentioned that because my assumption was that they would be, they would be outside. Um, but inside, I think that, that changes it because mm -hmm. they're coming inside for, for a break it's already. A break. Well, and I keep thinking of the last couple of Just winters. adding it to it. Yeah, in the last couple of winters, we've had a few really cold skate nights, huh. which, you know, the indoor activity may not be bad thing to promote. Yeah, well, look, there's, there's popcorn hot chocolate on it. <laughs> yeah. the <laughs> and even by the, by the fire pit, I can imagine, some people take a break, they come by the too. fire pit, and then they're, they're doing the smoke. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean to, to Brian's point and to your point, it sounds like a good idea mm -hmm. to try it and try it out. Okay. Tracy, you have something I, up as a... It was just showing what you paid for in okay. 2023. Okay. We paid $300 for fat tire bikes. Yeah, and then, the sleds, um, the snowshoes, and the fat tire bikes is $300. And what Todd was pointing out, he may, he's trying to keep us in mind. He said that the expensive piece of that's the fat bikes. Mm -hmm. And if we wanted to substitute something on one of the nights for the fat bikes, the price will come down. I don't, he knows we're a public board. I don't think we need fat bikes twice. Okay. Yeah. 
Makes sense. If that's if that's part of the question, sure. I'm okay if we don't have the both nights. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's um, in, in some ways I, I've I've seen the kids use it. I think it's kind of a little bit of a, nov- a novelty form mm-hmm. versus a, um, an activity that they can have a strong sense for. Mm-hmm. And I like the diversity, so. I'd no, so unless you have a strong opinion on which, whether it's January or February, I mean, I don't. I would just use it as an example. Which one is the coldest? Mm-hmm. Typically, January will be the coldest, or it can vary. So, do you have a bigger draw of participants at the Friday evening or the Saturday? I think there's way too many factors. Weather. And so little difference that it's not noticeable what, what might be it is. The only thing that I can think of as far as a reason to select one night for any activity versus another night is if the first one gets canceled, we've got a second try. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that I can that I can think of, and I don't truly know how it falls into here. And fat bikes, I don't know if there's a big enough draw that it's worth making the first event or not. It was random, so I mean, so if you think we should put them on the front, I mean, we do, we we have a possibility of putting the fat pikes in February, even if we don't commit now, but that's depending on who else is asking. I don't know. I don't see any reason to delay. If you've got the momentum behind you, there's. I don't see any reason to delay. Let's just let's get it scheduled. I don't have any any preference personally to, to share. Um, one question I do have is, Teresa, do you happen to know what our our budget is for that? I assume. I want to say it's five hundred dollars. I believe per? that's what you not per. Total. I want to say mm-hmm. for the entire. Hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's correct, Teresa, because I think the charge has been 300 per, and we've already exceeded the 500 at that level. And we also have to resupply popcorn and cocoa and whatever else needs, which is really little. And I think it's 500 per, not to exceed 500 per. I, I don't know either, but what strikes me curious about that is um, we used to have the horse drawn ride, horse horse rides yeah. correct um that was uh eight nine hundred dollars um alone and i don't recall reducing our budget we certainly could have but. well and we stopped that when they yeah. went up even further than that yeah it just got too well thirteen hundred dollars i think was the final cost it got too expensive I guess I, I just want to make sure we have, a, have the money for it on our budget, the only thing, or that we adjust it. So if there's no other discussion, I would make the motion that for the January skate night, we have the naturalist program, which we can be directive about if we wish, or they can come up with something. and. The kick sleds and snowshoes. And then for the February Friday night, that we have the fat bikes, kick sleds, and snowshoes, plus all the rest, you know, the 
s'mores and popcorn and hot chocolate and so forth. I so move. Is he firsting or seconding? I think I first did by him. Okay. So competitive. Well, I just mm. think I was trying to <laughs> 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 Okay, all in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? Then we will proceed with that as the concept. Um, I asked Todd to work directly with you, Teresa, as far as billing and getting paid. That works. Okay. So, moving on, we have the signing autographing as a policy suggestion for Touch-A-Truck, and this is the Trunk-or-Treat Touch-A-Truck? Well, we have had Touch-A-Truck event at Main Street Market. We've had it at Trunk-or-Treat. But you know we're speaking of the Trunk-or-Treat right now. We're speaking of Trunk-or-Treat is the next event that is happening. But I believe it was a suggestion for maybe all of the touch of track. Well, and, yeah, um, I did read that, and I, I initially I thought it was a great idea, but I can certainly understand the concern that we are essentially telling kids it's okay to do things like tag and tagging. In the park system, be it ours or the county, is a big deal. A lot of money gets spent just cleaning up, you know, tags from supposedly gangs. I think it's more just kids. But, so th it would be almost sending a double message to the kids. For this and the touch the truck, right? Well, not the touch piece. The uh, paint a picture and sign your name piece of that. That's what the someone was suggesting. Mm -hmm. Who suggested that? Uh, it could be signing or drawing on the blade. Um, okay. I, it was a suggestion that we received from a council member. And then it must have been Public Works who responded saying that's a little bit like endorsing tagging. Okay. The Public Works director. Yeah. Was not, it was kind of like not okay with... Yeah. I think we should respect that. Yeah. Let's not push He it said that. that there's been a lot of graffiti tagging in the parks this okay. year. Okay. So he would not recommend it. I suggested maybe having a contest to name the snowplows. That one I liked. <laughs> I mean, I think that's a great way to get people to interact with our snow removal. Well, and, you know, I, this is just quickly off the top of my head, some of your early events in the year, you could have, you know, give a name and then at the locks, you draw the name and you have the person's name and you know it it depends it's going to take some thought behind the contest the name uh, is not plow contest is that the one they say it might take some thoughts thoughts on okay. how you would run that okay. contest okay. well i mean i have a fairly low um 
interaction. Kind of, we could simply have a box and then some blank sheets of paper and have people put what they'd like to name it and give us their name. And the next meeting is like within a week here and we could all look at them and pick which one we'd like to name our snow truck and they win. I don't know what they win yet, but I don't <laughs> think there's a lot that needs to go into it. If someone wants to proper a name, they can. Well, you need to do some marketing and, and give it a while. And do you want this to be a park and rec type thing, or do we want to open it up to the city and make it an entire suggestion as the city does the operating? So do you want to keep it within your events or I was thinking just as an add-on to the trunk or treat I mean literally a box where they can put their suggestion and I don't know that we need to market it you know name name the snowplow there's a ton of kids and their parents and elders coming through and anyone can participate well, you know like Minneapolis they have a big contest around that mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. put it is that what you were thinking i see mm -hmm. I, I was just no no, you no. Know, it's a, it's something good, yeah. something different sure. in, no, definitely. our snowplow trucks unless the guys have named them right that's <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, my, my next question how did have has uh, public works been okay we've shared this potential idea i will again have to speak with paul but sure they're okay with it. I was asked, did you want the name to show up on the truck? Mm. Well, it could be on a sign that's that magnetic stuff, so it doesn't have to be on the Correct. Mm -hmm. exactly. Correct. Yep. And then it's an interchangeable it's for treat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. Some of those vinyl things are not vinyl stickers or not too, too bad either. Mm -hmm. How many plows do we have altogether? Well, we have two of the bigger trucks. Okay. Those are the big one tons. Sure. And then I think we have maybe two or three. Every every pickup has a plow on it. Okay. So we have four four pickups, two plows, I believe. Okay. I, I think we should start with just naming the big ones. Mm -hmm. And if it's wildly popular, we can name all of them next year. <laughs> start, start small and deal it up. Excuse me? S start small at the yes, and the like, ramp it up. And ramp it up. <laughs> if, if, if everybody's like, wow, this is, we love this idea, and we can't like deal with it. Maybe not, it might grow bigger than Trunk or Treat if it becomes, you know, bigger. More people come to Trunk or Treat than if the kids like it or whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't think the collecting of suggestive names is, is uh, a problem. What I'd like if, if we're going to just start this in three weeks, there may be a sign that says, uh, give us your suggestion for naming this truck. Right, you know, it could be near, near can, the truck. Okay. Can we get yeah. a sign so we can get people to get interested in coming and putting their suggestion in? We can promote it sure. during Trunk or Treat. Mm -hmm. I think it should have an online presence too. Mm -hmm. Sure. But how do we get this high? Because we don't have another meeting in between. Someone has to design it and print it. Not very much. I could design it. Okay. If you want. Oh, I Entirely know. up to you. All right.
I got some glitter. I think. <laughs> 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 are we thinking? Oh, I was just going to ask, are we thinking something that would be just like printed or like <laughs> me with markers? <laughs> and if you would like, if you just want it printed that says, you know, submit your entry form for naming the truck, drying will happen at X or whatever, mm -hmm. that's nothing. I, I, I don't know if, if um, the reason I was avoiding a drawing is in case there's inappropriate yeah. names. If we bring the names here for the November meeting, we can look through and go, you know, what, what, okay, this one? <laughs> and, I don't know. Well, and a free maybe, DQ. maybe we don't do it this coupon. year. Maybe we think it through. You know, do we open it to the entire community? Do yeah, we put it anyone? in newsletters? Do we put it on the website? Do we not just add trunk or treat? I don't know. Yeah. Skate night to be appropriate. Maybe there's a lot of truck community mm -hmm. parked at skate night. Well, we can expand it. I guess I'd like to see us do it this year. I mean, do the trunk or treats coming up on the 28th? If it just takes a sign and some container. I But I would hate to not include the majority of the public. Oh, no, I think if anyone who attends Trunk or Treat is going to see it. And what about all of the other residents that don't, well, that may well, want well, to participate? Well, we can promote it to other residents. Well, so, but not if you're naming at Trunk or Tree. It's only named for this year, right? If, if, if the office is flooded with people saying, we would, we lost my chance of naming it, then we know it's, it's something popular that we might want to make it bigger a year after. I think the concern is that people might say, okay, I didn't have my chance to name the truck, the truck right? And if we, let's say we receive that request, you know, even if one or two and people just show interest, that means something bigger than, it should be an, it's something that is bigger than just. We, we could, I mean, Trunk or Treats on the 28th of October, so in about three weeks, um, we could name one of them from that and then take it to skate nights. Okay. If, if the trucks will come, if we could name the second ton truck from, uh, combination of names submitted on skate night. Then the next year they get renamed. Well, a permanent thing. They don't, they don't typically re rename <laughs> things. Not that, that it can't be done, but I think the standard way that others have done is replay. Oh really? Yeah, that's what they do. Yeah. In oh, fact right. in boating it's very bad luck mm -hmm. to rename yes, your boat. Yes, it is. You, you don't rename a boat. And typically <laughs> But I, I don't know how suspicious public works is reuse that name either. Mm -hmm. hmm. Okay, there's some rules. I don't know. That. <laughs> no, he's, he's, I'm sure not representing it as rules. I'm, I'm just representing it as um, sure. ways that I've typically seen yeah. this done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. When this, when Minneapolis does it, I'm not sure if they do it every year, and if so. 
they have a, a big enough inventory, uh, uh, big enough purchasing program that okay. they're well, getting oh. a new plow truck like every year. Yeah, probably not a new plow truck. Well, we could start naming lawnmowers. We don't have to stick to trucks. Teresa, you probably don't know, but do you have another life cycle of a, of a plow truck? I do not know the life cycle of a plow truck. I do know that we are purchasing some smaller trucks and with the strike and costs and that has been delayed. Well, let's see how big this goes over. If we have this as a problem because everyone wants to name a truck, maybe we can expand it. Go ahead. Even the permanency of it, I think when I was thinking about it, I was thinking something that we can rename every year. Just you know, That's what I was thinking. Yeah, but if, if, if the concept is, what is typical is that it's a little bit permanent so for the life of that truck, then maybe we give some thought about it. I was thinking more of we yeah, have two right. trucks, and yeah. we come back and then just rename that yeah. stuff and then and people have a contest. So we can go either way, but I'm not, Maybe we need to think about if we want it to be, if it is a permanent thing or just something that's temporary. That would be my thought. We do not replace them every three to five. Okay. I didn't think so. Those are big kinds of trucks. But <laughs> yeah. They're not really used that frequently in the, yeah. in the context of a vehicle. Sure. Okay. Okay, so where are we? Are we wanting to move forward with this for trunk or tree? I'm okay moving forward, but not so I need to necessarily have it ready for trunk or treat. Maybe skate night? Maybe just I, I, that, that it, I mean, I'm not disagreeable to to um, um, trunk or treat night, but I guess I have a, I have a preference. Would you like it? Drive up to skate night. Would you like it on the next agenda? No, I don't know what everyone else's thoughts are either. Yeah. Means snow. Let's get night. They go together. But, but to your point, in terms of marketing it and you know getting the community all excited about it, maybe it brings an intro there. That's fantastic. I guess you could also do both if you yeah, get ready. Yeah. You could start, start advertising start. during trucker trucker. So okay, start advertising and then just they can still name it. It depends on when we announced it. So mm -hmm. they can we can still collect names at trunk or treat. Collect the names as well. Yeah, sure. Night. I don't see why not. And yeah, then sure. Maybe the first skate night, and then mm -hmm. by the February one, we'll know. Sort of into the snow plowing season. No more snow. Yeah. Okay, so we're still on for needing okay. a sign. Okay, I can do okay. that. And we'll move forward with the idea and collect suggestions. Okay, so I don't think we need a motion for this. To clarify though, the mm -hmm. sign is it just to like, hey, we're gonna do this this year kind of sign then? No, oh, it's just like name a truck contest, don't put a year on it. Right, yeah. That way we can reuse mm -hmm. it. Okay. And are you planning on being at Trunk or Treat? Um, May 28th, it's a I can't, Saturday. I'm out of town. Okay. Can you get the sign? Yep, I can get that to you. Okay, yeah, you can give it to me. Okay. Well, I'm not, it's Heidi and yeah. Yeah. Or so I, do, I, know, um, I think Heidi will be around. Uh, just feel sad to 
Yeah, I will be. I need to take my daughter somewhere, but so I will be out of town. But um, but Heidi said she. Yeah, she will she, be. Yeah, she will be. be I know. I've got her on my calendar. Okay. Thank um, you. I don't know as long as we have representation. Right. Kathy, have you? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, do we have to register again? Okay. And uh, put it online. Is it online already that you can do it? Or do they have to come I'm not sure if it's online or not. I'll send you a registration. Okay. I've sent all of the businesses a registration. I'm I'm in a business so far. Awesome. Okay. Great. Thanks. Minimal. Thank you. Minimal participation so far registered. Don't knock in. So um, can we? <clears throat> Just leave it at discussion of uh, name a truck possibilities and we'll move forward from that. I think we need a motion, exactly. And uh, number seven, which I think if we're done at the bottom here, the only reason I wanted it on was it is on the 28th. It's a Saturday. Um, I believe it's 9.30 to 11.30. Setup would be anywhere. Um, when you can get yeah. there, yeah. I was planning on 9 to 9.15, and I think that's what Heidi's also so spoke of. Typically, we will block out, put cones by the, because people are coming in, so we reserve a section of the parking lot for businesses to park. And so we will, I'm not sure if we do a tap out. Last time, we just used a cone. To block out so the areas. first come first serve kind of thing for, for the business that are coming up okay. and one section will be for the plow the public works typically that is towards the signage of the school as you're coming in at least that's when we what we did last time we could do the same I think it, 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 it worked out nicely so meaning towards Main Street is that what you're um, saying? towards the entrance the school where we have that Let's signage along Main Street. Along Main Street. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, along Main Street. Along Main Street is when we. Okay. So I might do the same again. I will take. The, we did a have a um, a map of the parking lot. We just show where it was an L shape. We just coroned that out, and then cars can park in front of it, but by the the side. It was all the trunk or tree. So I'm not sure how many business. Last time we have the Pisser, we have Scout, we had. Um, we had Centerville Lions, Belleville we Lions. had the Scouts, we had Kathy's son in law, sure. we had Lori's School of Dance, Dance. we had Carboni's. we had Bald Eagle Water Ski Club, we had Park and Rec. Um, fire trucks and the police, fire trucks and the police. Yes, and the fire truck, police department, ambulance, um, snowplow, snowplow. Yes. And what's his name? The restaurant guy. Yep, Chef Hot Hands. Yeah. So that would be fine. Okay. So out of that, we still have re repeat businesses from there. And we will have, we will yes, have repeat several repeat businesses. Okay. Okay. Nice. Okay. And then 
the correction from for park and rake we had uh, I think ID brought our vehicle and we decorated that um, the vehicle and she intends on doing the, the same okay. And that was the core things there. We had a printout for parking permission. So we had some questions for the kids in terms of name, the number of parks. I mean, it was just trying to be interactive. It's not mandatory that we do that. As we are handing out the candies, just make it make them make them aware of the number of parks that we have. Sometimes we might ask people, "Can you name our parks?" nothing, just a way to have that conversation with them. We have done some wildlife color books from the DNR. We did that for a kids night. We could definitely have those available. We have some water bottles that are left over. We may have some chapstick that's left over. We will be, or Heidi will be bringing a six foot table, we're going to have a tablecloth there, okay. we will have the handout for the parks and park events, and uh, maybe by that time we'll have a little postcard that, you know, asking for volunteer, Suzanne uh, brought a sample to me of what Shoreview sends to their residents, so maybe we'll do something mm -hmm. very similar to that. It, will have application for um, being on the committee or, oh wow, just a blank. Any volunteer. Yes, and volunteering for any of the events and, you know, we can put the city's website on there and we can um, bring it to the Park and Rec's page and the calendar or, or whatever, but maybe we could have that ready also by then. I know uh, I had an action item to work with you on the volunteer form. Is that something that uh, you want me to look at or are you stepping up? You just missed something. I do need to volunteer for the Remind me. Could you set up some work for the skate nights? <laughs> Remind me closer to the date. <laughs> 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 we should do it in inventory too. We have popcorn. Do you want to get plenty of popcorn? Wow. It's taking too slow. Okay. That's something that Teresa is going to do. We can connect. I can connect if we could keep moving we here, we're trying for um, getting out at a good time. Um, on to committee business new. Trail, sidewalk, snow removal map discussion. So Administrator Stotts is asking, there is a map that is contained in the packet and it shows trails 
that are currently being maintained by the city. I understand that it's very small. <laughs> are you happy with the clearing by the city? Or would you want more? Would you want less? No. No. Okay. Oh, okay. But, am I on the right? Yeah, I'm on the right idea. Right on. Sorry. Um, I took a look at the map. The dots are the ones that they're clearing, if I'm reading this correctly. The line with dots. The line with dots. And what I noticed looking at this is it's the long, straight stretches. And I'd just like to say, um, we have a very active walking community here in yeah. Somerville. Mm -hmm. And it's those long, straight stretches that if someone along there doesn't get out and clear them quickly enough, it becomes a slippery mess. Mm -hmm. um, I thought it was appropriate, as much as I think anyone with a trail would love to have it taken care of. I, I think the long straight stretches are appropriate for public works to try and clear so that our community can continue to walk. I mean, technically, correct me if I'm wrong, Teresa, every homeowner here in the city, if you have a sidewalk or trail in front of your place, you're supposed to no. be clear of it? No. No? The path is, the sidewalk is, but the path is supposed okay, to be sidewalk. maintained. Okay, sidewalk. But if it's the path, it's supposed to be maintained by the city. Okay, so is the question, are they, are we wanting them to clear all of the trails? versus these trails? The administrator has asked for the committee's input on whether you would like to see any that is clearly being currently cleared removed, or would you like to add something? I'm not sure why we would want something removed. Is there a scenario where we might think that it well, maybe along Twenty First Avenue by the bank, slightly darker, and Mashad Way, and up by Norabella. And are they trying to reduce the amount, or are they just blanket asking the question? Just blanket asking. Because mm -hmm. I, I can't think of a reason why we would want one removed. No, I, can't I mean, I can that. see reasons why Public Works might want one removed, but since we're not actually doing the work, I don't see reason that I would ask for it removed. Um, I lost my map again. I'm struggling with this map. I, I think there's some certainly inadequate coverage. I'm actually kind of surprised by how much we yeah. we plow. I think there's only yeah. one that we don't plow. Yeah. What's the blue one? The blue one is oh the regional trail. Oh, yeah, well, that was a regional trail there on the outside of Lamont. 
Which one did you? This yeah. says it's a regional trail. Well, right? Yeah, but I didn't realize. Yeah, right at the gate is where it's, that's the demarcation for the Polk County's trail. Yeah, but it, right here it says that it's. I can't tell it. that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Anoka County has not come into the past. Okay, and that's kind of what I understood too. Pilata Trail system does, and that's what I think they're saying. If they're clear. But right here they they're not clearing it here, but that goes alongside the. Yeah. I guess that's the only spot that I could see that might benefit from some additional plowing. Where did you suggest, Brian? I, I wouldn't call it a suggestion at this, at this moment, um, but I'm looking um, in the backyard of St. Jen's. The west side of St. Jen's, correct? Yep. In between Heritage and Main Street. Trail that goes north south. So that's one. Correct. And you were thinking that that should not be. No, I'm seeing right now that it's not plowed. It's. It looks like from what I'm seeing here, it's not plowed. The blue road. The I blue one. Like it's yeah, it doesn't look like it's one here. Yeah, it zoomed in pretty good here. <laughs> I think that's a good suggestion. Uh, I think there is another long stretch of trail. It's not likely. I, I'm wondering if there's an error in the map or missing in the map because I feel like they've got to be doing that because they're doing so much else around there that doesn't... Well, also the whole trail around the lake, they, they plow that, don't they? No. Along Maine, yes. <laughs> but it looks like, it, according to this map, it doesn't go along the lake. Isn't that... But yeah, I don't think that's maybe Anoka County. Yeah, that, I think we negotiated that to, because they had the equipment and they were yeah. already out instead of trying to turn around. They should just keep going. Yep, that crossed my mind briefly. That's why it's blue. It's a regional. It's a regional trail, and that was yeah. part of the yeah. arrangement for the property, wasn't it? The garage that. Yeah. Okay, so they they plow that. Okay. But I don't yeah. think that includes this. Stretch. I'm guessing that it does because then that means it goes into the park now too. And we do the park. I'm sorry. It goes when I say go into the park, I meant into Rice Lake. Oh, I see what you're saying. So they're just completing the loop. Perhaps. Yeah. So that blue line, I, that may simply be in Oak County. Where is it? It's, it's what it looks like. Yeah, putting, it really nice. putting the picture together with the recollection of other things. Yeah. It might be nice to get some understanding of that. Mm -hmm. I can surely provide that at your next meeting. Other than that, I mean, I only see one other path that's not plowed. Oh, that's a surprise, too, because that's right at the school. <coughs> the one north of the, of the school there where kids are using that to get 
get to school. That surprises me if that's not plowed. Yeah. I so you're saying from Lakeland Circle to Westview, yeah, or the school parking lot, yeah. Unless the school you maybe might doing that? you might want to take a peek at what's in your packet for a recommendation. Going. Yeah, I did. I did read that, but it's just signage there. And I, if I remember correctly, all kids are to be taking the bus to school. In the winter? Okay, I guess I didn't yeah. see that. Part. All the time. Oh. I think that was a rule. It was made quite some time ago. Yeah. Yeah, I think I ran into that with my kids during COVID. Don't they still have walkers? Very close by? Excuse me. I thought, uh, um, I know like with my kids it used to be because we were on Mill Road and it was too busy to come down and then, you know, we had to go up on, so they were bust, but, because um, they had that, you're talking about that path that comes in the back side of this elementary being blocked off too, but um, I know a lot of kids ride your bikes and stuff that way on the back side but um, I didn't know they changed that rule that all kids have to ride the bus I'm not sure how much it's in fours yeah. but I think that was the school's attitude okay yeah I didn't know that they changed it <laughs> yeah, that's it that's the one I see that really should be plowed, unless we're talking about the orange, which is, I think those are sidewalks, concrete sidewalks. And I think that falls under the ownership of the property. I, I have no formal suggestions to <coughs> offer the, the one that I would be open to, but don't feel strongly about myself as the one that goes by the school. I, th I think there's probably more to understand with that. Would you like some additional information in regards to that? Yeah, as long as we're getting some other information, it wouldn't it wouldn't hurt. I don't think it's significant, but curiosity has certainly struck me. I appreciate that the uh, Public Works Department is plowing as much as they are. So the policy is, is roads are priority. Right. And second is then the trails. And typically within 24 hours, depending on the amount of the snowy fall event, doesn't always happen in 24 hours. Mm -hmm. well, that's a very fair policy. And I am very pleased with um, our public works department and the job they do plowing. There are many times I get up and the, the, our road is, is plowed already. Yeah. So thank you. I agree. Um, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> okay, we're going to keep moving here. This, uh, number two is also a trail issue. It's the 
trail that runs um, north-south along the west side of the school. And they're talking of putting signage up there that, uh, I, I'm paraphrasing, but during school hours it's not to be considered a public walkway. Access to me? Well, I mean, well, it, it's been really? apparently. I'd like a little additional information because apparently it's been forwarded as a request from the principal, which makes me wonder if there's something a little more, be, you know, in depth that we might want to know. Um, they well, mentioned wanting to be in coordination with the rest of the school district. What they're saying is that north south. If you can point That's there. not even, is that school property? Or is that? I think they're they, speaking of the school property where, um, here, let me get this. They've got baseball fields there and yeah. the playground, and it is a public, uh, part yeah. of the public trail. Because, like, when we've gone on walks, we don't, you know, we don't want to always go all the way down and around. So we cut through the back, or that path. The long side yeah. of the school. Yeah, and I do too. Um, what I noticed, and I, that's why I'd like to know if there's something, you know, if there's any kind of security issue here that's not being stated. If it's simply, should we or shouldn't we let that be a public trail during school hours? When I look at the map, the options for the people who are walking are greatly diminished if that's closed during mm. school hours, mm. as well as it's forcing them across County Road 14 at two other places that have no stop lights, no yep, stop no signs, way. and it's mm -hmm. curves. Yep. And now we're asking all of the dog walkers, you know, on that path yep. to, you know, adhere to the signage if we agree to it. But now we're asking them to, you know, dash across County Road 14. And that's crazy to try to get across there because people yeah. do not stop for you. They don't. Even at the crosswalks, they don't. Where are you asking people about crossing County Road 14? Well, if you zoom out... On the west, I think is what she's saying. Yeah, if you cut, if you, if you go with the signage proposed, that you can't go north-south on that path during school hours. That means they're going to go out to Lakeland Circle, two outlets. Those are the next closest to jump across to the trail. And those, both of those, well, can get a little dicey, especially if it's kids on bikes or I don't know. No, I don't think we're dog walkers. I think or, kids are excluded from this yeah. because the kids will be able to use the. It the kids are in school. It doesn't. Yeah, yeah sure. it doesn't kids remove the safety concern. It it means now it's adults and not and not children. And it allows the police, if it's signed, if somebody's lurking, they can refer to the sign and ask them to leave. So I, I and I saw your map up there a little bit ago. The map makes it appear that it is school property, but is it? Is it school property or is it an easement? It may be an easement. I'm um, not sure. Because I think that changes the, the conversation mm -hmm. a bit. Um, 
let's assume that it is an easement and it is public property for now. That that makes me torn quite a bit because obviously I'm concerned about safety, but I'm also concerned about the rights of our public to be using public property. Yeah. Um, so that's that, that has me torn and a little bit concerned about the about the proposal that is before us already and and do we even have the right to to do that whether it be legal or just a, a rational right to be able to ask people not to use their public property during the school hours so there's the sign will be posted can you just highlight the path there a little bit? So I, I'm not sure if I should say this, but what were you asking, Emma? Yeah, which path will be, will it be the one that runs by the, so from there all the way? Mm-hmm. <coughs> And, you know, like I said, if you zoom out, Teresa, the only option that they're going to have is to go out towards Centerfield Lake, the, the Lakeland. Sorry. So you're concerned about individuals crossing Main Street here well, to gain access to the regional trail mm -hmm. the, or that's here? What, that's what, well, it's, that's what their option's going to be. During school hours. During school hours. I, I, I have the opinion that a signage thing that says, please don't walk here during school hours, will likely be, um, will say, um, taken seriously and obeyed by the people that are not the issue, and people who are the lurking issue, <laughs> are just going to go, I'm not doing that. Okay, so now, you know, that's why I'd like to hear if there's a real issue. If, if there's no signage, the police don't have anything they can do. They're on a public trail. Well, it sounds like even if they are, even if they have a signage, it doesn't make it illegal to do it. It, it, it helps. You can ask them to move along. They could ask them to move along without it. <laughs> they were simply lurking. If, if they have reason to believe someone's not, should not be there, I'm, I'm confident that our law enforcement will find a yep. way to encourage them to move along. I think presence is a lot of encouragement. No, I, I, I'm I'm torn I, on on this one. I, I think I need some some more information and. Some more, some more times. No. The, the, the statement that got me was that they would like it consistent with the rest of the school district. It's like I, you know, I want our schools to be safe too. And it's just that it doesn't give our community good options if we're going to exclude daylight hours, basically. It gives me less traffic during during that. This reminds me of the saying that locks are for honest people. A sign's not going to keep someone out who's going to be right. going to be doing something that's, that's going to be 
that's going to be damaging. It's, it, it, yes, there's some good points in here that it gives them some additional reason to be a little more alert when they see someone. Um, but it also takes the right away from us if we want to go through. Potentially. I mean, if, if that map is accurate um, and it is school property, then I, I think they've got every every right to do that. But I've got a suspicion that it's a right-of-way, which is why we're even being brought into this conversation and why the path is there in the first place. So I think a little additional information mm -hmm. would help us come to some kind of suggestion. Or, or maybe a compromise. I understand that offense is, is pretty expensive and it's going to take some time, but maybe this could be a, a stopgap until... I'm going to say, I'm going to say the trail is an easement. I'm pretty confident of that. I, I am too. Yeah. You know, if they're really that afraid of security reasons, they could put a fence up there along that side. The west side. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's where the lurking's going to happen. Well, yeah. The lurking's, <laughs> lurking's going to happen no matter what. Exactly. If you're lurking, you're going to try and be out of the public site. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's exactly what's going to happen. Um, I, I don't want to discount the concerns of, of the students at school, for sure, but I don't think this is an easy one for me to to back immediately. And I'm not sure that I'm not sure what our role is in this at all. If this is just an FYI, does it does it say? Are we just being staff is looking for input? It will, and it had the police chief's name and the principal of the school's name. I mean, so I, I took it seriously. I just, I guess I'd like to hear what, you know, if, I doubt that they have the concept that they just asked that most of the northwest quadrant of Centerville, who have lots of dogs and kids and strollers and use the past constantly, mm -hmm. as I can tell. I see it up and down my street all the time. Yep, do. Um, they're asking them to do the jump across Concord 14, which it, it, I'm just likening it to when I go down to um, you know, Don Mill and, and intersect and have to turn right or left on Concord 14. That's a mess. And they were asking them to do it along curves and where well, who are driving there are alternatives, it. though. The Lakewood Hills development could go down Centerville Road and Peltier Lake Drive and around so they're not crossing Main Street. So long ways for a It, it is a different yeah. route, mm -hmm. but there is an alternative also. The other, the other thing about this, too, is... Suzanne, well, Teresa's point is accurate, but so is so is Suzanne's. And if there is an accident from someone crossing um, Main Street at that, if that if there's a closure, then that's gonna that's gonna weigh heavily on on this on this committee if something does happen because someone is using that um, due the due the path closure. Um, at the same time, you know, there is a possibility something could happen to the school too. Um, but I, I, I think they are both small, but they are both realistic, 
possibilities. So could we get a little more information? I just feel like I don't, I could be swayed if I knew there was, you know, some serious concern about the kids' safety. I, I mean, I, I'd factor that in. At this point, I have to try and imagine why that's being asked. Yeah. I think it's their general safety plan, and they want it to be consistent throughout all of their schools. Yeah, but unfortunately... Uh, I can't yeah. tell you if any of the other schools, how many of the other schools have trails similar in proximity yeah. and have other communities also allowed closing them during school hours. So that might be some information maybe you, want, you would like to know. Mm -hmm. I, I suspect yeah. this is a unique case where in public easement goes through a the edge of a school property. Yeah. I don't think the other ones are likely to have that. Um. So I'd like to suggest we table this, mm -hmm. get a little more information, and come back to it and see what we can ferret through. Yeah. Um, the, the note indicates that the sign is going, says if it would be good if you part of the explain your friend. I think it's saying that they will be making this implementation as soon as possible. Is that correct? The PNR needs to be the packet will be okay. You're talking about the packet, okay. Okay, sorry, I think I'm reading it was reading it wrong. Um, yeah. Okay. So if if yeah. we can move along here. Um Suggestion from a resident to do some upgrade of the parks. Um, I, I thought she had a very thorough request, and I think we <coughs> were already thinking in those terms. Um, I had a conversation when Heidi told me she was going to Scotland and not me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, that. Typically in the past, it's not a hardcore anything, but we usually will set aside a month. And, and as my recollection, it usually was the first, first month of the year. It's a slow month as far as our planning, and we sort of dedicated the park board meeting to talk about the larger picture of what all we'd like to do and how we want to prioritize it. And, and so the suggestion from the citizen I thought was excellent, but I think we're already um, have at least one project that is likely to be addressing some of this. Some of the ADA stuff we've talked about rather specifically, but we also have other parts of the park that are going to be, you know, I'll say high dollar items, and, we only have a certain amount of money, so we have to prioritize. I suggested when Heidi and I spoke um, that we try to maybe put that on January's agenda again and, and talk about um, things like the playground equipment. Typically, that, that runs 
hundred grand and above at this point. Um, I think we might, I mean, our tree program, if we look at it, you know, say decade by decade, could be a fairly big dollar item if we're, you know, trying to keep that. Um, another one I've noticed is skate nights in, in uh, the warming house. The warming house is needing help at this <laughs> point, and that's another big dollar item, and I just think we have to talk about all of it, not just one suggestion. Keep the suggestion there, but put it into a larger plan as we move forward. What can we realistically do with the money we have? Well, so, some things, like, like with um, the park stuff, you know, um, there's grants that you have to apply for. And ahead of time, and I'm all, I say apply for all the grants we can get, we can apply for because we might get lucky, and then we have more options. Oh yeah, um, but as far as the suggestion from the resident, I'd like to keep it, keep it active, bring it up again in that larger context, and see what we can do to replace. I, I'm not sure if she mentioned in her email, Teresa, but I had sort of possibly the impression she's talking about my pride. Acorn. Acorn? Is it Acorn state any specific? No, it didn't. No. She didn't, but I but I I know McPride can use some help. She lives near Acorn Park, so uh, Pride Priority or oldest to newest equipment. Is Tracy Joy McBride Memorial Memorial Park, Royal Meadows, Acorn Creek, Eagle, and Lamont. In, in oldest that to succession, newest. yes. Well, and that's because I know we've put money in McBride as mm -hmm. far as maintenance and keeping it safe, but it's now at the point where, you know, we need to look at doing some replacement, not just but I do think we have to look at broader than just one part. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you have something? I'm also yeah. thinking, how do we show that we are, we've heard, we have, we are considering this and we are being responsive to this citizen? Mm -hmm. uh, I know she indicated that she is willing to participate. Mm -hmm. um, not sure, I'm not sure if we invite her. I mean, because. At least somehow we need to communicate that we've heard and we are considering this, even if it's saying. Uh, ID has responded. Oh, ID has responded. Yeah, there's oh, a couple okay. of emails that changed. Oh, okay, yeah. sure. Okay, that's okay. So you responded to her? No, Heidi has. Oh, yes. Okay, so and I so have I. Okay. Uh, and again, I thought it was a very well written request. Yeah. And tell her to join Spark and Rick. We got a spot yeah, on the board. I did. We should take it seriously. <laughs> okay. okay. I offered the position. Good. And? I, I explained when you guys meet, mm -hmm. stated, you know, and then I suggested she may want to become a committee member. Well, and the only thing I'm actually requesting at this point is I'd like you to put it on the January agenda as part of the priority okay. discussion. We spoke earlier and you had stated that maybe you would prefer for that discussion to commence in December. 
Do oh, you still feel that way? Rob, I'd like to maybe brainstorm in December and have the official let's weigh all of our ideas. And what month it is, I'm, I'm indifferent. Um, January has only been what I've experienced, but I don't think there's... Um, no, we have a back and rec master list of things that are correct. Mm -hmm. yeah. and we can, is that what you're thinking, we review that list? And the money that's available, available. for the next year, mm -hmm. and then decide which one is the top priority, the second priority, you know. And I personally, I'd like us to see if we can get a grant for that ADA stuff and move on that. But that's just opinion at this point. There's a grant due on October 20th. I assume this is probably not a one-page form that is just put together quickly and submitted. <laughs> so, in that context, October 20th is probably not a reasonable deadline for uh, anyone, including our staff, to be able to put together one. Well, and so, Suzanne and I spoke earlier today, and Suzanne, Suzanne, has the idea that grants are very similar in nature, and so you may spend a large amount of time up front, but then each successive application becomes easier and easier and easier. Also, individuals may have the opinion that typically your first time for submittal is declined and each successive time you continue to fill out applications you might become a little bit more successful. I have suggested filling out the app grant application game may be a good one, but if you don't have the dollars, it doesn't matter if you get a $100,000 grant and you don't have the dollars to do anything. Well, and typically grants, well, frequently grants are written with the expectation of matching funds. Mm -hmm. Correct. And that's where your point is well taken. And at this point, I mean, we could submit it and just, you know, sort of uh, give it a shot. Maybe no one else is submitting those requests, but we, I don't think we're ready to make the decision in October until we have this priority concept down. I mean, which park are we going to apply it to? The, if it were, like, to the ADA, I think that might be a, a little more specific. I mean, that, that tells them we've thought this through, and, you know, we're really trying. Um, but I don't know. You know, do you know anything else about that grant? Is it DNR, or is it no, federal grant? Minnesota, Minnesota, Wisconsin Playground. It's the gentleman that came before yeah. you and yeah. presented. Earlier in the year, right. 
if, if we think we can get an application by October 25th, I would, of course, support that. But I, I also want to disclose that I'm not asking anyone to go out of their way and spend an absorbent amount of time to try to meet that deadline. I'd concur. But if it could be submitted, I would like it to help us out with the ADA additions or upgrades that we wish to do. Especially since it was the guy who was, you know, talking to us about all this. Yeah, I'm guessing it's going to probably ask questions that we don't know the answer to yet. Mm -hmm. Possibly. It is possible. Um, but I, I, I agree. And I think we probably need some funding from outside of our normal budget to, to pay for something. When I went to their thing on that um, that game time, that thing it was out in was it Champlin? When I went to watch their they went to a lunch yes yes learning at lunch. Um, what he was telling me there are so many grants out there that you can apply to multiple and get multiple to help you pay mm -hmm. for things. Mm -hmm. um, but you have to get the applications out there in order to get them. And he said a lot of people aren't using them, so they're just sitting there. Yeah. Without funding. Yeah, well, the funding is sitting there, but well, it says that people aren't applying for them. As I recall, during his presentation, he actually said multiple times various things like he would help us get these applications well, yeah. put in and, and, you know, just finding the grants. If he could help us, it'd be great. I, I don't know if October's possible, but it sure would be nice to see what grants are being offered for next year and see if we can match this stuff up. Mm -hmm. if, if that's true, and I think it very well is possibly true because that helps their business yeah, well, let's let's get, let's tell him we'd like him to tell us about the grants in 2024. To pull up every grant that we can possibly get, and then um, he can come back in when he has all that for us, and then or send us links yeah. for the oh, grant yeah. applications. Yeah, um, grants can be written in just about any way they want to. But some of them are not dependent upon being the only grant recipient, meaning you can't have two or three grants say yes. Yep. I mean, that'd be great if we could get two or three chunks of money. So I, I went to this, I did a search on this grant, and I, I found the grant, and the Game Time Community Championship Playground Grant. Game Time is a company that sells equipment. Correct. Mm -hmm. and this is so ultimately, what they're doing is is they're reducing their price and naming it a grant. This is a coupon. Pretty much. This is a coupon code. It's, it, like it, it's a little bit harder to get than just a coupon. I would imagine that's correct. <laughs> Or you could seek out other vendors that may not 
require a grant application and provide you with similar equipment. Mm -hmm. Or potentially negotiate. Mm -hmm. I think we should look internationally. And I'm not being facetious. There's a variety of U.S. You know, companies. But in Oka County, the camp the upgrade they did in the campground itself was a Danish company. And I tell you, I mean, I've, I've told kids, they like that one <laughs> versus the beach one. I mean, it just has cooler stuff. I mean, I don't know, maybe they are also not as expensive as the U.S. companies because the price of this equipment is astounding. Oh. Well, I'd assume that once we get to that level, we would be looking at multiple. Yeah. yeah. At any rate, at this point, I say we sh we keep her suggestion active in the mix, in the conversation. Uh -huh. But I don't really have a response specific. Has this resident expressed interest in joining the uh, committee? I have not received any email. I have not since I responded to her, and I'm not sure if Heidi has. Right. Isn't that, I think Heidi's response to her is in here, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Or am I, am I confusing that with yours? Yeah, she no. said she's she out of town, but they can talk when she returns. Okay, yeah, I thought I said that. Okay, folks, we're almost at the end here, and we are past our time. So, um, the last, <coughs> the number four on Committee Business Noon, Central Alliance Christmas in the Park permit application. If you've had a chance to read it, I think this is one that uh, has happened before. We know the group. I think everything lined up, and I'd like to make the motion that we accept it as is. I'll second that. All in favor? Aye. 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 Any opposed? Motion passed. Um, we have approval of the minutes. Okay, what I'm going to say is I read them. I had no suggestions or corrections. Ooh, I do. Oh, do you? I do. Whoa, okay, then. I do. <laughs> Go for it. I just noticed it now. Um, under appearances, number two, Jacob Hart Eagle Scout Project. Mm -hmm. It says he's a member of Troop 256. He is a member of Troop 236, which is out of St. Joseph Church in Lionel Lakes. So it should be a, a three instead of a five. That is correct. 236. Yeah. And as a, as a side note, um, oh. Jacob turned 18 last month, which means that uh, he is no longer eligible for the uh, Eagle Award. But he completed the bicycle. I don't think he did. I, didn't, I haven't seen He did not. Didn't finish it? He didn't. He never came back to in regards to his. Yeah, in fact, I know he didn't, because I talked to his, I talked to his mom. Okay. I ran to his mom at, at, at a park. Well, good catch, Malcolm. I think you're the only one that was going to catch that. <laughs> okay, other than that, does anyone have any corrections they'd like to mention? 
Could we get a motion to accept the minutes with that correction? Yes, I move. Anyone would like to second that, please? I'll second. Thank you. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Um, we're down to staff updates. Would you either talk fast or be brief, please? I will be very brief. Containing your packet is the administrator's report. Mm -hmm. Please review if you didn't review. If you didn't uh, review from your email, kind of get you up to date. What's going on? The uh, bike stand repair, mm -hmm. bike repair stand has been installed. Mm -hmm. Hydration mm -hmm. stations have not. Mm -hmm. We're waiting on parts. Okay. I think the people go in before winter, do you figure? Maybe, maybe not. That is the goal. Okay. And I have not heard anything about the Eagle Park bench either, if that's been installed or not. I know it was going to be 45 days from when they ordered it, and it's been quite a while since it was ordered. Receiving it. And will Public Works notify us when it goes in? I would believe they would. Okay. We can track that. Anything else you'd like to add? Um, nothing. Committee member update? What, who's that? Oh, the trade. This one? Yeah, why not? Oh, okay. Can you speak to that? I'm sure. I'll pass. You can keep one. You'll pass these so are the same tree. The tree stash this Okay. So, yes, we have this willow um, that is not looking too hot. Um, I believe one of the branches has already fallen and gotten cut down. It looks to be in pretty rough shape. Um, and based on the decay in the upper canopy, it's probably on its way out. It is a willow, so it's fast-growing, brittle. It's going to go. So I did come up with a couple of recommendations for maybe, like, replacements that we could put in. Um, could, could, before you put yes. replacements, could I just have you clarify? It, it, it does look like a goner. So it would the concept be they just sort of cut it off at the ankles? I'm guessing <laughs> and so. And then leave the root system intact? I would guess so because it'll help hold the soil in there. Um, I know we did have it in the spring. Okay. So it does help the bank stay stable. Yeah. That would be a recommendation yeah. of... Uh, that that's why Paul I'm having and I, I understand. Okay, that's um, why I'm having her yeah. actually be real specific. Okay. And then your recommendation for... Yeah, I mean, it depends there? on what... I mean, maybe it's a conversation for what would want to happen here. I know there was some concerns over, like, seeing the lake and viewing the water, the ski show, um... But also providing like shade and whatnot there. So 
I just pulled together a couple of maybe recommendations if we would want to move forward planting something in that area. But I don't know if we want to go back to the conversation of should we put something in when this goes. I have a quick clarification. Um, Teresa, are they looking at taking this thing down this fall? Can you make it clear that they should be the root systems? Not route I, it out or whatever they do? I would be fine with doing that. Okay, and then maybe we can talk about mm -hmm. it as a springtime planting? Yeah, okay. I think that's probably the best idea. Okay. Yeah. So, and will you make suggestions for what we might put there? Yes. Maybe some, something flowering or something. Uh, I well, I was kind of going off of um, something that's tall, medium to fast growing, something where your canopy is going to be up higher. Um, I think it also goes for the safety as far as the sidewalk and whatnot. So my recommendations are based off of taller stature trees. One of the other things I did look at was salt tolerance because I know with the plows and all of that, we want something that won't get killed instantly. Um, so I don't know how many details you want in regards to some recommendations, but um, I was looking at Kentucky coffee tree. That is a good tall tree. We don't currently have any on public park property. It's a moderate growth tree. Um, it's kind of like the honey locust, the ones along Main Street right there. Um, so that would be a good option, full sun. Um, I mean, a personal favorite of mine is hackberry because there's like no insects or disease that impact it. It's a moderate grower. It would maybe be a little lower on my list. Does it have a berry? It does have a very small berry that the birds do eat. Um, it is not toxic. You can't eat it but they just don't taste the great, greatest. Mm -hmm. So that wouldn't be a concern. And it really the fruit hangs onto the tree, so you wouldn't get like a mess all over. They hang on to it. Um, another recommendation is a river birch. Full sun, gets pretty tall. It to uh, tolerates salt, fast growing. Um, they're the birch with the like salmon colored bark. I don't think we have any on the list either from the tree inventory. Um, but yeah, that one does really well with moist soils, difficult soils. Um, and then of course you can get a clumped version or a single stem. The single stem, when they're mature, they tend to look like an elm with that nice vase shape to them. So it's got a very pretty canopy to it. Um, another thought was a cottonwood. Obviously getting a male. a male cottonwood, that's what I was going for, so you don't have all of the fluff. Um, it is fast growing, likes full sun, it's the largest tree option, um, but these definitely go well <coughs> along lake shores. Um, eagles love it, birds love it, so it's a really good wildlife tree along the lake shore. And then Two others, so we can always do like an American Elm hybrid, so one that um, is not impacted by the beetle. Right. They have known resistance, and there's either crosses or essentially like a clone version. So there's like the St. Croix Elm, which is actually taken from 
the St. Croix area, the cuttings, and was just propagated. Um, but there are a ton of different hybrids out there. And again, fast growing tolerates basically anything. Then my only recommendation that isn't native to Minnesota would be a sycamore. Um, with the change in USDA hardiness zones, it's kind of grown into Minnesota. It is a fast growing tree that loves full sun, very tall. It again kind of looks like an elm, the nice base shaped canopy. Um, but that would be a recommendation. I actually planted one at my last house and it went it was great. I got the seedling at, it was about 18 inches tall, and within two or three years, it was about 10 feet tall. Wow. So they grow very quickly. Um, so yeah, those would be like my six recommendations to maybe look at. Um, of course, it comes down to availability and cost and all that, and you know, what we'd want to do. So do you think that should be added along with your January priorities, capital improvement, budget, discussion type thing? I, I think it should. I think if we're going to take that tree down, there is no other tree near it, mm -hmm. you can sort of tell. I mean, um, so it would be nice to keep the bank stable and to replace mm -hmm. it with something that, you know, will make the neighborhood happy. Mm -hmm. Probably far better looking than this, <laughs> and not as obstructive, because yeah. there was a comment about not being able to see the Holy Bull Ski Club as well. Mm -hmm. But some of what you're describing would get beyond that, yeah. let, you, let you see. Yeah. Oh. So, so tall trees will not tall love trees, it. Tall trees, high canopy. Okay. That's why I caught the picture. Yeah. I mean, this okay. thing's... As a, as a side note, then nothing needs to be done with now, but mm -hmm. I think we should probably bring the bald eagle um, ski club into this conversation, just to to show appreciation for them and to show that we're considering um, their use of the of the facility also and some of our choices. Maybe they'd like to help us fundraise for that tree. Perhaps um, they've they've been very generous in other ways. Yeah, maybe they, yeah, maybe yeah. they would, I mean, and I'm also okay if. You know, this, I consider this more of a specimen tree location, so mm -hmm. I don't know that we would. I think I, depending on, to me, what it means is if we get something larger, buy something larger. Right, um, not just a right. Yeah, not a yeah. sibling. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. hoping it would be. Invest a little more money yeah. in something that's yeah. already got a few years underneath it. Of course, yeah. that'd be dependent on, on cost for me also, but, but just acknowledging I'm open to that conversation. That can be worth it. I think, yeah, I think this is a location for that. Other locations, I don't think I would um, be as likely to back uh, additional cost, but this one I would be. Now, I remember years ago they had, um, I don't know if they were giving trees away or something, but residents were picking up on trees that were given. Because my neighbor planted one on this side, and another one planted one on the other side. I remember, but I don't remember. I think there's a, pro I think it might be DNR. There's a program every spring. But uh, uh, my next door neighbor, who used to be on the park board, has told me about it. But my understanding is these are small. 
Ours weren't small. They're seedlings. Yeah. So they have, generally, I give you guys information or provide you with information for that seedling sale through mm -hmm. Anoka County. Um, I think the DNR in the past has also done little mm -hmm. Norway pines or yeah. whatever, um, giving I, those away at some events. I, th I think we should be discerning on where we want to put money for a slightly larger tree here, but also use the either free or very low cost small ones and just plant a lot of them. Let them Okay, so folks, we're coming close to the end here. Uh, since our um, council liaison is not with us, then we have no update from her. I would entertain in a motion for adjournment. Yes, so Second. Thank you. All in favor? Aye. Aye. We are so adjourned at 9.03.